Hello and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super veteran Retcon Justin, joined by my co-host and super rookie Jacob the Glutton. Uh, it so hurts, but so true. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, today we are covering chapters 1058 and 1060. New Emperors, The Matters Involving Captain Kobe, and Luffy's Dream. Three chapters in one episode. These are the first three chapters in, I think, the last four years that have not been in Wano. Well, not all of them, but you know what I mean. Not in the Wano arc. And, man, what a run of three <laughs> chapters it has been. Someone has to stop Oda, man. He's burning. He's going to burn his house down with the fire he's putting on the pages right there. <laughs> set up. Goddamn. These but, chapters have gotten consecutively stronger. And they're all probably 10 out of 10. Yes. Overall, I would probably say so for the setups for the future. Um, however, that being said, if we're going to be fair, we should start off with the rockiest portions of the three chapters. We should start off right away with the leftovers, right, of Wano, right? The retcon. Yes, yeah. unfortunately. So we, in our previous episodes, we did ask, like, we, we kind of predicted this, right? We knew that we were going to get probably some flashback scenes to try and explain what the hell happened, what was the whole 180 with Yamato, or even, like, with the smaller stuff, like, what about Marco, right? What, did he just piss off and fly by? Yeah, um, and it played out exactly as anticipated. Yeah, Marco had his flashback. He said uh, goodbye to Luffy. Luffy said thank you. It was short and sweet. That's all I wanted. I think most of us just wanted that. Maybe a little bit more, but I was fine with that, personally. Um, just something. I, yeah, because I knew that Marco and Luffy didn't have, like, a personal bond or anything, but they had a mutual bond in Ace. So, therefore, they just want, I just wanted a short, something short and sweet. However, yes, we have an excuse to talk about Yamato again, because, goddammit, if there's any reason to talk about Yamato, we're going to well, come up with it. Well, she's in the chapter, so, I mean, I guess yeah. we do. Yeah, that is true. Um, so, we do get the other the bigger portion of what we said was needed, which was we needed a flashback explaining how or and or why did Yamato do a very quick 180 to go from 80 chapters to I'm going to sail in a thousand sunny, it's my dream, to now nah, I'm going to stay and defend Wano. And we get the flashback where it does it doesn't even like this is the biggest con to this flashback is it doesn't even show the thought process of the change, right? It just goes to Immediately, Yamato telling Luffy and crew, but it's yeah. the hillside, right? Where with uh, Luffy, Zoro, Sanji, and Jimbei when they just watched the uh, the Green Bull lose the fight or leave, and Yamato goes up there and goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna stay here." And they and to the credit, all of them go, "What? Seriously? No, come on, us. What the hell are you doing?" And I appreciate that little gesture, but Yamato just goes, "Yeah, Green Bull is a big threat, and I'm gonna stay here and defend. I want to go with you guys, but I'm gonna stay here." So. Again, the con is that was just way too quick. Yeah, and and it, it, does. it was out of place. Clearly, it seems like almost like he was reacting to fans. To be honest, a little bit, which really unfortunately does suck because yeah, fans like us, we wanted an actual explanation to why the change, but the explanation wasn't a full explanation. It was just the literal flashback, right? It was literally here's when Yamato told Luffy he's not going to go. But at the same time, I'm going, no, we needed the chapters to show the thought process of when this change occurred. Because it really seemed like the narrative was, very, was really hammering it in that Yamato's dream was to follow in Odin's footsteps and sail the world, right, and explore. And then suddenly we get this. And on one hand, it does show Yamato 
uh, have agency a little bit more. Because again, like the biggest complaint that people had off Yamato was he's just a literal copycat of Odin. He's not his own character. And I'm and I was the one going, well, that's why you have the character development, the growth. That's the storyline, the potential. Which we didn't again. We didn't get it. <laughs> we didn't get it. And um and you can argue, well, this is him showing agency. That's like the one thing that wasn't addressed in this retcon. He's like, nope, still even that the same. <laughs> you know, yeah. not not going back there. Yeah. The only part that's consistent is that Yamato definitely still wants to sail, but feels obligated to stay. There was no explanation really for that. And you know, obviously, except for Yamato literally telling us that, oh, because Wano was vulnerable, but Yamato didn't really act like he cared about that until these last few chapters. Again, it's what Justin has his nickname for. It feels like a retcon. It's really unfortunate it, when it's like this blatantly obvious. Um, again, really sucks. I have Whitney Houston on loop in the background the whole time. I have my copium in the background, but <sighs> I feel like that ship is set sail at the same time. Uh, the next thing I can just hope for with this, with Yamato is just the next chapter, the pre-chapter stories. Hopefully it covers Yamato on Wano and we get some good shit in there. Um, that's what I'm just hoping for. But again, of the three chapters we got so far, this was like the one mixed slash negative portion. But it's like, tw what, two pages out of the three chapters worth that we talked about just now. So it's minute compared to the, the grander scale. Such as what we... <laughs> What we tried delaying talking about for a very long time last episode, we were talking about our villains, which was the Cross Guild, <laughs> where we have possibly the antagonists for either the next arc or a future arc, where the pieces are put into play. We got bounty updates for the main three guys in charge of the Cross Guild, the lowest being Crocodile, which is ironic because he's the main guy in charge, at 1.9 billion. Uh, you have. <laughs> You have Buggy. And that is also, in my opinion, <laughs> and for the record, part of the retcon, I believe. Changing Crocodile's bounty so drastically. Oh, because before it was yes, like it what? Was 80 million. Um, I thought it was explained in or Universe seven, a long time 80. ago that once you became a warlord, your bounty froze in place. It was, but that's still really low. I like to think that, again, that's like, like just laid low. That's ridiculously low. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Because you're talking about 80 million to almost 2 it, it, billion. To the point that I, you feel like uh, at the, the level of power the warlords are supposed to be at, you shouldn't be invited at, with an 80 million bounty. I get you know what, what you're I mean? saying. But that's, I also, that, yeah. that's how they've been established. Like, someone at 80 million is not worth the time of the warlords. I don't understand why he was, you know, at that bounty at the time. Yeah, I get. I actually get what you're saying, but I think in my head canon is that the Navy or the world government understands that Crocodile is aware of the ancient weapons now, and that's enough to put him to sky high with the bounty. But that's like, oh, that shit, I, nope. That is bad logic because otherwise Robin would be higher than him by a lot. Mm, that is true, but she's the one that can translate. Yeah, that she she true, knows actually. way more than him. She can tell people. She can read it. She can source it. You know all of that. That is true. I guess she knows about the void. She knows about the ancient history and potentially the void century or the the ancient weapons and void century. Yeah, maybe that we'll get an explanation it's a at some point. Okay, it's a fucking retcon. <laughs> yeah, I stand just, by it. The retcon with Yamato is what is the one that really bugs me. This one with uh, Crocodile's Bunny, I'm just like, eh, it's whatever. <laughs> it, it's quite quite frankly, as we discussed, he was planning on ending the story earlier, a lot earlier. Like this mm -hmm. was supposed to be one of seven main villains, probably if we were going to fight all the warlords, which was the original intention. Yeah. It's a retcon, it, but it's fine. It's a good <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, 
What's actually funnier, however, is despite Crocodile going from a huge jump from 80 million to 2 billion is Buggy, who went from zero to 3.2 billion. <laughs> Higher than Luffy. <laughs> so that's why I was thinking like, okay, Crocodile went up by a lot, but Buggy went from a pirate in the East Blue to a, a fucking Yonko in charge of the Cross Guild. But that's why his is a lot higher because the world government sees him as this guy was able to persuade Crocodile and Mihawk to serve him. Oh my god, he must have this incredible persuasion, these resources. You know, it was oh really god. fun getting to see the play between the three of them as well. Absolutely, Crocodile, like, fucking, like, y- yonking off Buggy's head, Intimidation Buggy, just going, please, I'm I got sorry, to see a new side to Mihawk there as well. Oh, yeah, I we wasn't expecting a... him to be as upset about it as Crocodile was, right, mm-hmm. as for Buggy being, taking the credit. Yeah. Mihawk never struck me as the attention like you know seeking type but he he was upset about it oh he was very disgruntled he said he was gonna kill him for it he literally said like you deserve to die for this yeah but he persuaded himself when he realized oh you know what because we we got that we got that flashback right after he said that which uh revealed that by the way mihawk we remember in the last episode mihawk is a um was known as the uh navy hunter or the naval hunter back in his younger days so he was straight up like (laughs) a bounty hunter but for the opposite end and we got that reveal when Crocodile revealed... Uh, sorry, I keep repeating myself, sorry. When Crocodile was talking to him over the transponder snail, you know, the cell phone, that, hey, you know you have a dirty history, they're going to come after you no matter what. And then Mihawk realized, yeah, I don't want to deal with that shit. And that's when, when it came back to reality, then he told Crocodile, you know, it's probably actually a better idea if we let Buggy have the spotlight. Because if they come after us, we can literally toss them to the dogs and give us, like, some extra leeway. <laughs> Crocodile was fine with that. <laughs> so... The cross kill that still thinks Buggy as a whole is, is the one in charge of everything. Mihawk, by the way, has a bounty of 3.6 billion or 3.59, but you know what I mean? It rounds up. And is that, that's not as high as Shanks, right? But it's pretty damn close. Shanks is like, what, four? Yeah, Shanks is four something. Four something, okay. But either way, it's higher than Buggy, it's higher than Luffy, and rightfully so, because when you reveal yourself as strong as you are, even back at Barate. I'm just going, yeah, I expected that to be a really high, high, really, really high enough fucking number, and yeah, that, that struck the, struck it. But the, the meeting about what happened, too, is... What a long time coming, by the way, just that bounty for Mihawk. Oh, absolutely, because wasn't it before it was, it was unknown or zero? We, we had never gotten a bounty for him. That's yeah. why there was, we'd known so little about Mihawk, we didn't even know if he was a pirate before, or if he was a bounty mm-hmm. hunter, which was a, that was a lot of speculation that he was previously a bounty hunter. But yeah, because he has no crew, or you know, it's just he's a weird, weird history. We have no idea what's going on. Yeah, instead he ends up being like this talent mercenary type of individual where he hunt hunted the the, the navy just for or fun yeah, or maybe for bounties. He had a crew and he left, or they're dead, or you know, could be anything. Yeah, all that. I look forward mystery. to seeing that if we find out. Mm-hmm. The next hint was just simply he's the naval hunter. But of course, we mentioned it last episode too. I'm pretty sure is obviously he's gonna eventually fight the pirate hunter Zoro and it's like oh I see what you did there a little on the nose but it it's poetry um another thing is there was something else I had on here for the note oh just the (laughs) just a reminder of like how the um no matter what buggy does where he has his trademark like one piece reaction freak out moments when like crocodiles going after him and he goes oh shit he's going after the money I owe him (laughs) and crocodile and mr one are tearing up the fleet that was sent to capture buggy and they tear it apart just those two and then 
the loyalists that followed Buggy are going, wow, Buggy has so much influence to hire Crocodile like that. Oh, man, what a great guy. Oh, just hand it off right. to Buggy. Crocodile me. came to save Buggy. <laughs> oh, my God. Buggy is so great. And then Buggy is addressing the crew of, like, the next thing about the Crocodile. He's crying as he's doing it. <laughs> this dude is just, oh, my God. It's, um, it reminds me of the the fake villain from the third Iron Man movie. Where you think he's the he's the guy in charge at all, but it's like no, he's just going along for the ride. But in this case, Buggy is straight up. Yeah, we we thought Buggy forced. was falling up, but he's actually kind of in a rough spot right now. He really is. Yeah, if anything, just like he just wants to be out of there, you know. <laughs> he just he wanted to make some money on the side. He wanted to get some, you know, yeah, some trade it's not going a, on, some not smuggling. as peachy over there as we expected before this chapter bunch. Ever since those fucking giants left his uh, little company, and all of a sudden, just that domino effect has been all downhill from here for him. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, so we'll see what the cross guild has in store for us. But yeah, that is a major fucking faction to look out for, without a doubt. Um, yeah, I don't expect them to be a primary antagonist of an arc personally, but de- they'll definitely play a role. Yeah, it's definitely being set up to have some kind of like either like a third faction support or, you know, like a, or even like a second antagonist, right? Maybe not the primary, as you said, but like, yeah, maybe a tertiary. Mm-hmm. Is that fair word? So, not sure. something like that. Um. Yeah, because I could see Crocodiles trying to be a main villain again, but Mihawk would serve as, like, a rival for Zoro, obviously. Because, again, we don't know Mihawk's story. We don't know if he is truly an antagonist, if he really is just, like, a neutral party of just, like, I just want to be left alone kind of thing. Um, and then Buggy, obviously, just wants to get the hell out. So we'll see how that goes. Um, especially because we might be seeing them again pretty damn soon because of the aftermath of what happened with Amazon Lily. Now, this is the major thing that happened in 1059. And 1060? We, uh, 1059. 1060 was the one that officially came out uh, today as of recording. But um, 1059. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then 1059 was the whole thing with Amazon Lily. Right. So, so that was Man, actually another thing that we I'm forgetting to. that we're on three chapters this bunch. Just three fucking chapters, dude. <laughs> so this one... um was, like, I think the first major one that people weren't like, oh, okay, shit is being set up, shit's ha- going Dude, down. 1059, this chapter was blowing my fucking mind. <laughs> Every, like, page turn, and I was reading it on the app, so I, you know, I can't really get spoiled, which is nice. Yep. Every page, like, every two or three page turns, I was like, what the you know like, what is going on? But my eyes were wide, I was gasping. Yep. Holy the dramatic- crap, there's so many turns and twists mm-hmm. in this freaking chapter, it's... Oh, it's a ride. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's it was the best thing one of the best things about it too is that of the things we wanted when we were concluding Wano or what we wanted to see in the future, we got two birds and one stone with this one chapter, which was, hey, let's we'll have an update on Amazon Lily. Also, what's up with Blackbeard? And guess what? Blackbeard wasn't going to Wano for the Poneglyph. He was going to Amazon Lily during <laughs> the fight so he can steal Boa's devil fruit. fruit. And no one expected had, that, I don't think. But it makes sense because Boa's uh, Boa fruit in the right hands is absolutely over-fucking-powered. But because Amazon Lily is like very isolationist, she hasn't really I, gone out I still out don't there. get it, to be totally honest. I don't know really? what his plan for that devil fruit is. I think his idea was to grab it just so that he didn't have to worry about it being used against really? him. Really? I think that's a little underwhelming. I think there oh, has to bit. be something a little more. I mean, you know, like with all with it. all the speculation and how big it was built up, waiting for Blackbeard all throughout the pre time or post time skip for him to finally be like, "I'm on the move," and then be like, "Oh, it was just to get this potential threat off the table." I feel like that's a miss. Well, that I was don't, I don't that think that's what's happening. 
Yeah, I thought well, not, nothing is going to happen because he didn't yeah. get through. But I think he he's got there's something. He had a plan. You know, he's a he's a conniving scheming type. Yeah. So that's one thing. Like, it, it didn't seem like it was like the grand scheme, but like maybe like the first into a bigger scheme. Um, but I still think that not the main reason, but I do think that one of the reasons was that way he didn't have to worry about uh someone like Hancock using it against him in the future potentially. But also, I mean, obviously, I feel like if you're worried about dangerous devil fruits, he should have gone to Wano to deal with Luffy instead. If that, you mm. know what I mean? If that's like your issue at the moment. Yeah, that, definitely. He, definitely. It's a piece. It's a puzzle piece for sure. On a local level, maybe it's because Blackbeard himself didn't quite understand Luffy's gum gum fruit. Right. Until now. Mm, right. That's until. True. Yeah, because that's true. We, that's true. we as the readers know about Gear 5 and Joy Boy. But the rest of the world just sees it as. Yeah, oh, that's true. It, His devil fruit itself is not. Yeah. Like, his claim yeah, to for fame. Some, yeah, and the Wano poster is just like, oh, he glows now? Okay, that's kind of weird. What the hell does that mean? Meanwhile, people know about Boa Hancock's power. So I guess Blackbeard just saw like Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I've been really cons- it's like been a while for us, but in world mm-hmm. people don't know. Exactly. It's been, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been four it's been four plus years for you guys. For me it's been about less than a year. But well, I meant since uh Joy Boy. It's been like a couple months for us, but not yeah. people in world still don't really know it. And then in universe, yeah, it's been like a month or two. Uh, but not to mention just who he would give that power to because we know right that even Bo had explained it to blackbeard yeah i is... hate to say it but i don't think katarina devon's gonna be able to use it quite <laughs> yeah, as effectively so as boa hancock i wonder if um the bs the bs behind it would... fruit, actually so yeah oh yeah doesn't she already have the devil fruit she, I does, think she, has yeah. a... she has a kitsune kitsune the invisibility one no kitsune or... she can transform into other people and oh, presumably right. use either fire or lightning or both We'll see. Okay. That's a Kitsune tradition, so we'll then see. Who, then who is the one that was given Absalom's power? I uh, that's Shiryu. That's Shiryu of the Rain. The one freed from Impel Down, oh, former warden. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. okay, okay. So, because I don't know if Blackbeard has the power to give his crewmates more than what, one. What I want to know is if he has the power to, like, take it from them and give them a different one. So, are we going to see Katarina Devon at another point with a different and, devil and fruit? That's like, like does she gonna... only have that for the moment, for that one play, you know, for the surprise? Mm-hmm. And then you switch it up to something else later. That would be insane. Yeah. And so, that's what I was going to actually bring up as well, which was, I think Blackbeard might be acting a very similar to All for One the character from My Hero Academia, where... That, that's he, what I'm thinking, basically, as he, well. Yeah, where he wants to just stockpile, if he can, right? Like, he's not going to use them all, but just have it, and then if the opportunity arises where maybe he gets, like, a, you know, a more beautiful crewmate at some point, he can give it that to that person, right? And make that one effective. Or if you could do multiple Devil Fruits, then the answer to his problem is Alvita's Devil Fruit, probably. That fruit basically makes you hot. Yeah. <laughs> so he get, if he can stack them and give Katarina, oh, Katarina Devon that devil fruit. And wait a minute. I made that transition too earlier of like, oh, well, the cross guild might be relevant because. Speaking hey, of Alvita. And- yeah, speaking <laughs> of. <laughs> speaking of. So one of the side effects that happened is. I know we're jumping all over the place. Sorry, guys. Be bear with us. Because 1059, there's just so much shit going on. So, by the way, what I did like, a small detail before we jump to that part. But we'll I mean, and to be fair, that's basically how this chapter is. You're just like, wait, this is happening now? And now this is happening? Yeah, all this shit going on. So, obviously, the Marines, right, led by Kobe, were trying to apprehend Hancock. It doesn't go very well. Amazons hold their ground. We also get teased to, because we were wondering this too, right? What would, how would Kobe have the upper hand? Because there's no way he would ha- be able to handle Hancock and the Amazons. It turns out, yeah, they had secret weapons. It was What a development. New, yeah, new pacifista models where they're not based off of a current warlord, but instead it's a variant. It's like, well, they are. 
They are based know, on former warlords, but oh, as true. children and looking like Lunarians. So we have like a mixture of like, oh, right, because King was captured and experimented on, so they must have yeah, gotten like, some like DNA. they have wings. Some of them have. Yeah. The Mihawk uh, one clone, we assume, I'm assuming clone, had yeah, wings. Yeah, I'm assuming Mihawk, yeah. Um, black wings, brown skin, white hair, red eyes, I think it was red eyes. Um, Probably. Sure. Black and white, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, e- but either way, the brown skin, white hair told me, oh, that's King. That's Lunarian, right? Right. And both Mihawk's pacifista and Boa's pacifista, that was like the big like reveal, like, oh, it's our former warlord. Because when you saw the first one, you had no idea who it was. <laughs> You're just like, Who's this little grunt? Who's this little kid? But he's putting uh, Blackbear on the back foot. <laughs> strong yeah, enough. Um, Mihawk's pacifista sliced Amazon Lily in two. Yeah. So they're so kind... they've improved for sure. Just a, just a little bit. Just a tiny bit over the, the mass army that was. Yeah, they're a little the better than, than the pacifistas we've seen in the past. Just a yeah. little bit. Yeah, because before we had the army of Kumas, right, and they provided artillery support for Marine Force. It, it feels like, honestly, that all the all the technologies we've been seeing, particularly like Germa and Caesar's cloning and attempting to do all this stuff, mm-hmm. it, it's all like culminated, and the pinnacle of it is this pacifista project. Yeah, and the the final cherry on top being the fact that we saw that. Remember that little backstory that we kind of critique a little bit back in Wano with like King's backstory, like. Eh, it's not really much, and characterization-wise, it's still not, but it meant to be world-building of, like, yeah, remember, Lunarians were experimented on, and that's how we got that look. So maybe there's something about that DNA of, like, oh, like, from the world government's perspective, where it's like, oh, Lunarians are much more sturdy or resilient, so we'll make them clones, but we'll have this Lunarian genetics in them, right, to make them even more sturdy, even more powerful, something like that. Because it goes in line with, like, again, like, this authoritarian belief of, like, we need to create, like, this perfect specimen, right, this perfect being to establish order so that goes in line with that and if vegapunk was the one to do it behind it and it's like well that motherfucker just skyrocketed again to and this is just such a huge game changer for the power like the actual power shift Mm -hmm. because we've discussed it before briefly and i'm we probably talked about it in our marine forward episode that none of the warlords really helped the navy most people, I think, agree here. And that Boa Hancock is actively against them. And yeah, actively the against them. Yep. <laughs> so now, presumably, they have these clones. Like, let's say they're 0. 0.7 oh. of, of a, the warlord they're copying, right? I think that's being uh-huh. you know pretty generous. That's still really good when you have complete control over them. If yeah. you Because you now have a, an actual homogenous force. Yeah, because they're augmented cyborgs. They're basically, like, one-to-one loyal to you. I just imagined a fucking pacifist of Flamingo. <laughs> Point seven of a birdcage. <laughs> fucking stop the count. <laughs> oh shit, dude. So yeah, we have that potential. Like all the warlords we fought before, maybe not all of them. I think there might be a reasoning of like whoever was captured at some point in the past, like because you know Boa was formerly a slave, so that's how maybe they got some DNA. Then uh, Mihawk maybe at some point it provided some. Because if it's going to be all the former warlords of the sea, and we're going to see pacifists of them at some point, then I don't know. Because I don't, I don't imagine us seeing Buggy anytime soon as a pacifist. Although that'd be fucking nuts. I think we will. You think we will? Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm fairly certain he has one. A seraphim I mean, as well. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, if we see it, I'm going to be like, awesome. But I, think I truly hope that he, like, know. adopts his, you know, and they just become buddies, him and his circle. <laughs> oh, yeah. The pacifist for Buggy is just straight up, like, it implodes on its programming, and it just becomes, like, 
why am I even here? <laughs> this fucking sucks. Let me get the hell out. Because again, everyone thinks Buggy is like this like mastermind. But and then they're like, you know what? We need to make this pacifista. This one. I'd be bad when they see the that the clone thing. is ass. That'd be funny too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this little kid buggy just like, I'm I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the pacifistas. Right. And then what I what I really appreciated was Boa Hancock was legit as powerful as we wanted it to be from like one attack. Right? She used her power to the best ability with both to Blackbeard's crew and to Kobe's crew. She was able to turn everyone into stone with one attack because a reminder again, you just have to see her, her beauty, right? And if you have even like a tiny percent of like lust, right? Or like attraction to her, you turn her stone immediately. Yeah, if you get hit with the slave arrow, that's a wrap. Yep. And Kobe either didn't look or was hurt or something or whatever. Or maybe he's. He presumably dodged the arrows because he has a really good observation hockey. That is true. But Blackbeard, with his um, dark, dark fruit, his dark, dark energy, I forget what it's called, um, the black hole power. So, I mean, you gotta to... say, I think Kobe did kind of scale himself a little bit out of that. Yeah. 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 And uh, with Blackbeard, he w- I think he just absorbed the attack because he was able to just to straight up, like, right. grab her in a chokehold. Or he, because... he can probably just nullify the effect on himself and not turn to stone. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was gonna, trying to imply. I, I couldn't say it, though. Yeah, he's basically and... immune, I, I would assume. Mm-hmm. If he chooses to, he's gonna be immune to it. So it kind of makes me think, too, that it, the only way to really fight Blackbeard is, again, either you counteract it with something as powerful like Joy Boy or you brute force it like Zoro, right, with enough strength and muscle. Maybe I think Boa Hancock could probably give him a good run for his money. Well, at least I did before this chapter because she looked like she got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, because, again, it just feels like Blackbeard is like just a hard counter to people who rely on double fruits too much. I, I would think that she would be the one that didn't, you know, as a Kuja. Possibly, yeah, but the but way she that appears we saw to have, have gotten her ass kicked, so. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it's one chapter. It's one chapter. It's a flashback. I'm going to let it slide. Um, but I get what you absolutely I'm just saying. He's like, he's about to, she's basically choke slamming her in the reveal of, of them. Yeah, fighting. what you wanted basically was after he gets the choke hold, you're going like, oh, I have you now. And then she basically just goes, uses an Amazon kick right outside the teeth, right? And locks out another tooth <laughs> out of Right, something. Mouth. Yeah. Maybe we can get that in the anime. Who knows? But that'll be years from now. Anyway, so what happens is Blackbeard is about to go, you know what? Fuck the crew. I just want this power, right? He's a, he's willing to let his crew and the other Marines just die on the, on the spot because he just wants the power for himself, right? This guy is opportunistic. He sees it. Like, as long as she doesn't have it and I have it or whatever his main motivation is, I'm going to get this power. Then motherfucking Riley shows up again, just swims on over somehow. <sighs> gets a feeling for it. I don't know. <laughs> Rayleigh and, uh, is very attached to the Amazons. Yeah. Or maybe a particular Amazon? Yeah, I think learned? I think Boaz's daughter. I'm throwing that out. Now that we, I, we that's got confirmation theory, in yep. 1060, right, that Shaki was the former Empress, or a former Empress at least. This was also 1059. I'm pretty sure that they're ma- they're married. That's a thing. They're together. I'm pretty sure that Boaz's daughter. That yeah, seems so, like it's lining up. So what, yeah, so what people are, uh, if you're, if you're unsure what Justin's talking about it's heavily implied with like just from that one page where we see uh shaka yaku the bartender from shibodi archipelago which by the way i want to make a call back to myself i made a little joke going like she's like the matriarch from mass effect i made a joke <laughs> and i had no idea i did not make this prediction so i won't make i won't take credit for this prediction 
but I will take credit for this absolute coincidence of a connection I made where I'm like, yeah, we take those. <laughs> it counts. It counts. Um, as loose as it is. And then straight up, like, no, she was one of the former empresses of Amazon Lily. And from that one panel, you see that she's there too, right? So that means she came with Riley. Riley, uh, again, this is the second time Riley just swam to Amazon Lily. And again, you have to know where the island's at in the grand line. You have to have an eternal pose, a, a log pose, or you just know by memory, right? From your wherever location you're at. And why would he know by heart where Amazon Lily is, right? Maybe some yeah, kind of. Like, I mean, does he have an eternal pose? Maybe I don't know. Or maybe it's some spicy hot fling with a former empress <laughs> of Amazon Lily. Right. Oh yeah, he just happened to know the route to swim to Amazon yeah, Lily. Yeah, he ends up outside the window of the tower, you know, above the palace. Yep. And whereas Luffy accidentally fell into the sauna, you see Riley going knock knock, and then Shaka go right. or Shaku. Shaki, Shaki, ah, Shaki, sorry, I completely fucked up the name. Uh, Shaki just goes, oh my. And then steamy time happens, and then she leaves, right? Because Amazon Lily has a weird backstory of like the empresses having be stricken with love, the love and then sickness, they leave. Yeah. yeah, the love sickness. But uh, Shaki didn't die, she just left, right? She resigned. So, and then here she is in this panel, and the reason why. Justin and a lot of us, including partially myself, I'm not 100% sold on the theory, but it's my headcanon theory, is Boa might potentially actually be the child of Riley and Shaki, because Boa doesn't really show, like, closeness or fondness with anybody, right? Because, again, like, she's so up her own ass and so, like, like narcissistic, where she's talking down on people, she's looking down on them so hard, she looks up, right? That's the gag, right? But except for her sisters, Luffy... And now Riley, where after she's hurt, she's like resting on Riley's lap, right? That little visual indicator of like, oh, they're they know each other in some way, right? But it didn't seem like a romantic thing. It seemed like a, a father daughter kind of thing. And we're going, oh, so was Riley with Shaq? Shaki? Is is something going on here? Is that <laughs> so? Just from that one panel, got a lot of us to start making connections, right? Just like connecting the dots, so to speak, in our heads. Just going, like, oh. This is some spicy backstory that we have no idea about. <laughs> so I actually do hope that Oda does not confirm this, but doesn't deny it either. And we keep it as like one of those like headcanon things where I'm like, yeah, sure. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't help. Doesn't hurt. Why not? But um, it makes it more fun that way. I don't need confirmation, but either way, um, that little tidbit with Boa. So she still has her power. Um, part of the compromise because Riley shows up. AKA right? she's not dead. Yeah. So, Boa's not dead, Riley's not dead, Blackbeard's not dead. No one died, actually, except for... Actually, no, I don't think anyone died. You know, the usual shonen thing, right? You have all this right. battle and action Hard going on. <laughs> and then you can go, maybe some unnamed goons in the background. Maybe Probably a got. couple Kuja, yeah, maybe a few Marines. But... Yeah, maybe, but it wasn't confirmed. Oh, except for, I guess, Amazon Lily itself, because it got cut in half, like you said, because of the pacifista. Yeah, it's just and... like a new river. Yeah. And Riley still has enough influence where Blackbeard is, like, straight up, like, intimidated and scared. By the way, I want to mention this again. I love how Blackbeard is not this invincible warrior. Kind of like Kaido, right? Where he, like, if he sees, like, a worthy opponent, he gets happy. Yeah, or, like, he really does, like, work in situation. He works situationally, yeah, he, and he takes he, advantage of stuff. Yeah, he want when he enacts on a plan, Blackbeard wants to have overwhelming force, right? He wants to have all the intel. He wants to have all this cards stacked in his favor. But yeah, he wants to show up at the end of the battle when everyone's tired except for his yep. force, who's all fresh. You know, and if yeah. there's 
any type of variable that occurs, like the pacifistas, right, or Riley showing up, you see the fear on his face of going, oh, shit, this is not according to plan. He, yeah. he won't cower and run away, but you see the fear in his face, and I really love that about his characterization. And he's it's not interesting, invincible. especially in this chapter, it's kind of stressed how how slimy he is. Oh, absolutely. Because Rayleigh is under the impression that Blackbeard could have just killed Boa and still beaten him. Yeah. But Riley. Blackbeard doesn't want to take that risk because he's not 100% sure that he can. Exactly. So he'd rather yeah. just leave. Exactly. He wants to have all the intel, all the knowledge. Again, overwhelming force, without a doubt any kind of doubt and blackbeard will take the option to retreat if he can because they remember back in marineford right when uh uh shanks's crew showed up and blackbeard just got whitebeard's power and even then he goes zee ha 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 i guess i'm gonna head off right. <laughs> but that's I'm very out. in line with blackbeard's character so. yeah it's like i have no reason to stay anymore yeah exactly in this case though he wanted boa's power he, he couldn't get it but because of this compromise right where he leaves with this crew right intact he doesn't get the power however i'm guessing this is part of the compromise right they don't uh, explicitly outright say it at least not yet but what is confirmed is kobe is now a prisoner for blackbeard he's captured which tells me and you justin as well as a lot of others is he's probably going to go to the cross guild as an option right this is there's I two theories. that's what's happening yeah there's two or three theories about this theory number one is He's going to go to the Cross Guild, right? Because they just they just said, hey, we're offering bounties for Marines and officers. Hey, I just got this fleet admiral or this uh, captain. I, I don't know. The the um, the version I'm reading, the Viz version, says Kobe's a captain. But he seems like a fleet admiral. I'm not sure. Or I think I might have said, I thought it was vice admiral. I thought it was too. But again, the, the, the Viz the, scans, mm, the ones that sure. came out. Yeah. Either way, he's a high-ranking official. He he leads a group of Marines. He's high. It also seems kind of high because then he'd be the same rank as Garp, which also doesn't sound right. But yeah. yeah, he's a he's I mean, a pretty high rank. Yeah, he's a high rank regardless. Either way, so theory one: Blackbeard is taking him to the Cross Guild, and either he's gonna you know under the guise that he's gonna get a bounty right for Kobe, or he's gonna say, "Hey, can can you guys set up a prisoner exchange?" I want to get so and so out of Impel down. That that's uh, that seems weird because he already did that. Yeah, but but the reason why I brought that up is because the person I thought in mind, Doflamingo, was not there when he broke Impel down out the mm, first time. That's, that, mm, that's an interesting possibility, but I feel like I feel like Dofi might be a little weak for Blackbeard to worry to bother himself with. Though, wait, the flip side. <laughs> Well, I mean, think, like that's how Kaido at the top tiers when he thinks of Doflamingo, he said like, yeah, that like he's you know he did his job good, but he's a terrible weakling, <laughs> you know. Well, so what I was thinking was he wants the prisoner exchange for Doflamingo or try to. If anything, and then that is the justification that I could hear is that he wants that fucking devil fruit. Yeah, so that's that what makes I was gonna, total I was gonna get sense. To. Yeah, so probably not to get Doflamingo part of his crew because Doflamingo, there's no fucking way Doflamingo is going to serve as a crew member. To or a also pirate. maybe maybe he knows what Dofi knows and he wants, or you know, he knows that Dofi knows something that he wants to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he knows that Dofi knows something. Dofi does have info as well. <laughs> yeah, so either he'll be like, yeah, give him like an ultimatum, right? Where it's like either you give me your power or you give me the information, right? Or one of those two. After he mixes the exchange, that could be a possibility, right? Or what he wants to do again. There's all these plot possibilities that could potentially happen with Kobe being captured and then Blackbeard. Because we don't know. Blackbeard could literally just be keeping him as a hostage to try and lure in 
I don't know, some other guy. Maybe Luffy or maybe some other Marine he has in mind. I don't know. Maybe Garp. Um, there could be something else going on. Because, again, like what you were saying earlier, where it did seem like going after Boa's power didn't seem like the be-all grand plan that we worried about right. in the middle of Wano. But it feels like a part one. And that's why I think he wants to free Doflamingo. Or the narrative wants to think that because they keep reminding us that Doflamingo is still impel down reading the newspapers, right? It keeps reminding us over and over again. So I feel like he's going to be relevant once again. Also, I just can't go over the fact that the fact that he has the awakened string uh, powers that it gives yeah, him that the, bird cage ability. Do whatever you want, Devil Fruit. Yeah, which basically tells me that if Blackbeard found out about that bird cage, he goes, "Yeah, I want that. <laughs> yeah, I want that power," because <laughs> that definitely seems like Blackbeard. Um, so that's what I see. The other thing I see is maybe not going to the cross. Oh, sorry. Before I go to the theory too. And that's why we brought up Alvida, right? Cause maybe to just get in close to the cross guild and maybe he actually wants Alvida's power for some reason, maybe because I, he planned on getting Boas then Alvida's right to combine them both so that you're thin. Thanks to that. What was it? The slip slip fruit. Was that what she had? I forget what it was called. Yeah, actually, I think so. Yeah, and then the, the, sube, the sube, and then the bullshit reasoning was the fat slipped off of her or something. <laughs> um, if you, if you can combine two no, double fruits, I think, I think it's the, is it the smooth smooth? But I think Some. I think it might be translated as slip slip. So I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, or close enough, right? the The idea is basically the it was so smooth that the fat slipped off or something like that. Um, but either way, if Blackbeard doesn't plan on trying to get to Alvita, like maybe we're overthinking it. Maybe it is something simpler. Either way, you have a now potential for a pretty funny reunion between Kobe and Alvita because they look nothing like they did two years ago. Alvita had the devil fruit, and then Kobe had the glow up. Um, the joke still remains that I think we mentioned off air or on, I forget what, but the possibility that Kobe and Alvita, when they see each other, they're not going to have any idea who the other person is. They have no <laughs> yeah. idea until someone says, This is, you know, Captain Kobe or something like that. And then she goes, what? What? Nah, that's a different Kobe. Different person. Different person. No way. That little shrimp. No way. Nah. <laughs> and then he goes, "Wait, you sound familiar." Oh my god! <laughs> and then they have their one He's piece reaction faces. <laughs> yeah, they have their one piece reaction faces. So, yeah. So all of that from ten fifty nine. <laughs> all that from ten fifty nine. Everyone going. How soon are we gonna get this? Uh, like the next step of this, like this could be a setup for the next arc, two arcs from now. We don't know, but if there's a slight possibility that Doflamingo is freed, oh, sorry, the third, the second, the other part of that theory is maybe Blackbeard is just gonna cash in on Kobe, right? And then the Cross Guild trades in Kobe for Doflamingo for a prisoner exchange, and then Doflamingo yeah. just pisses hey, off the Cross Guild. Yeah, and then the cross guild thinks, or, or you know, crocodile thinks, oh, I can rein in Doflamingo, right? And then Doflamingo goes, no, fuck you, and then escapes. Or something like that. That can either be a better possibility. Um, either way, I think... I feel this... like that's... Uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see. It would, I feel yeah. like it might almost be an oversight at this point to just let Dofi go for the government. Mm. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Can't yeah. say for sure. Definitely. This is just 1059, just setting up for possible the future it could be like the the biggest deadly alliance if if someone could actually get doflamingo on their side which i don't see it because his character is like no put me in charge right doflamingo would like would never well, team I up could, with anybody i mean he was technically uh, an underling 
he works for Kaido. He wasn't that in is, charge. That is true. That is true. So there, there but is that, it's something, you know, there's a point at which he'll, he'll work with under people or for people. I think, yeah, I think in Kaido's case it was because he understood that Kaido was stronger than him. Straight, you, you don't think up. Mihawk could put that same fear of the Lord in him? That's why, that's <laughs> why I'm I thinking. Think yeah, that's why I'm thinking maybe the cross guild and maybe not Crocodile, but maybe Mihawk, right? Can probably remind At least the that, two of them together. Yeah, I yeah think they can, or something they like can that, that, yeah. So that's why the brought like the deadliest alliance, right? A little more combat reference there. So sorry, another ten fifty nine. Sorry, it was a very loaded chapter, but it drove a lot of us fucking crazy. Not as crazy though as ten sixty, because now we have the revolutionary army shenanigans, right? Or at least what we think, right? See, it's- are the revolutionary army the bad guys here? Because they kind of did this, right? Well, like, they didn't, what's happening they didn't in Lucia is kind of their fault. <laughs> Well, yeah, but they also didn't intend for it to, you know, for that place to go out the way yeah, it did. Yeah, they didn't know that they had, like, an island-destroying weapon, I suppose. Yeah, it's 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 like the, uh, it's the dilemma of warfare, right? Where it's like, if you're setting up a base camp, do you put it next to the civilian, you know, the, the civilian town you're stationed at and hope that the enemy doesn't attack you because, you know, collateral damage? Or because do you for a little bit of context, yeah. which I think maybe or, even you might be missing here about Lelucia. We have seen this island before. Okay, I was going to ask if we have, because it sounded familiar. Yeah, we have seen this before in Ace's cover story, where he meets the little girl, Moda. Moda, the little milk-selling girl. And he Mm. delivers uh, her letter to the Marines. Her parents work there, right? But eventually, her parents end up coming back. She's a milkmaid. And we see her again, post-time skip, at uh, Lelucia, when we meet the revolutionaries. And they're uh, inspiring these people to rebel. And Moda the Milkmaid is there, a little bit older. But she, you know, they rebel, she rebels. Yeah. And then, just in this chapter, we see that they have succeeded. Their king and queen are in jail. Yep. But the aftermath that is about to come is just, ooh, baby. But that, that is the history that we have with Lelucia is this. And do you think Oda has it in to kill a milkmaid? <laughs> <laughs> to kill little Moda? I mean... From he's... Ace's cover story? Just icing everyone related? Is that what's <sighs> going on here? The shonen, the shonen tactic would be to to make you think that, and then suddenly, because by the way, people are thinking that Sabo died again. I don't think he's dead. I think he was on a ship looking at what happened. The shonen thing would be, by the way, the little girl's on his ship <laughs> for whatever reason. Right, right, everyone else died, but not the not the milk girl. Not yeah, the exactly. Because that's the character we know. Therefore, she didn't die. Moda's Moda's fine. Okay. So only her, all her family and friends were obliterated by the weapon from the sky, which right. I, clearly we're we're kind of jumping the end. But holy shit, everyone knows <laughs> this is this is why you're here, right? People are yeah. coming to this episode. They've probably never listened before just to hear more people talking about this freaking weapon or devil fruit or whatever it is. You might as well have heard you may fire when ready from Star Wars. You might as well have heard that because during the whole context, right? The lines from a. Uh, Within the world government, right? Because they're picking up on the trans, the the call, the transmission from Sabo to the Revolutionary Army. Because he's trying to tell him that, guys, that empty throne actually belongs to someone. It belongs to, eh, right before he gets cut off, and he was about to tell everyone about the Great Emu, or some say E. But they are aware that oh, he's on the Lucia, and then you see the great emu like cross it out on the map right he draws an x so around casually it. just so oh, he's casu- on Lucia, again huh? in his little peaceful room with the butterflies and nature right this malformed weird 
figure with oh, his how unfortunate. Eyes. Yeah, how <laughs> unfo- it out. yeah, the five elders just going, uh, I guess it's just fate. They they were one of the eight that rebelled after all. Well, it's it's their fault. And we get this horrific line from like the head of either it's either like one of the five elders or like some higher ranking official. I think it's like a talking. military like base of some kind like you know like oh it's like this is the survey corps blah blah blah. like we didn't see shit (laughs) you know yeah yeah (laughs) so we get yeah so the lines that we get because the communications team they're intercepting it right they're doing their job they're like oh shit we found sabo we can trans we can locate it to lucia we can just need more time we can pinpoint exact location but they get interrupted by someone higher up and they just go communications listen to me you did not detect anything today you didn't intercept anything the kingdom of lucia that country never existed in the first place. In fact, there's just some earthquakes underwater in that area, some tsunami warnings. That's it. Straight yeah, and up. And everyone just... in the room, which means the entire world just goes, what never existed? What never existed? Excuse me? But while they're saying that, we get the fucking divine judgment or whatever this attack, this Or perhaps thing, this the weapon. 16 holy strings slash bullets. And that's why I also brought up Doflamingo, because maybe Blackbeard or someone might know, hey, that could be connected to like a celestial dragon thing. That could be, or it could be something else, something bigger, right? There's a lot of theories about Yeah, so if, if, you do, if you guys missed that, that was the final attack Doflamingo used, the 16 holy bullets or strings, I think. Yep, the either. final attack before and he got there, knocked out. There does appear to be 16 lines here from this super weapon. I so people, we're kind of, <laughs> yeah, we, we assume that he is referencing this weapon probably in the name of that attack. So this might be the treasure of Mary Joy that he was talking about, that he knows Possibly. about. Could we, be. Yeah, we never got confirmation. That's an interesting possibility, and that's what I'm personally leaning towards. Yeah, and I will give credit. I keep saying I'll give credit, but then I never actually know the fucking username on Twitter. But there's a Twitter thread that reminded us. By the way, Justin, we could, we did kind of fuck up last episode. We never mentioned Inaru, not once. And it's very relevant for this well, episode. that's totally fine, because look where we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all planned. All according to plan, baby. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Wow, we really did for, completely forget about Inaru in the villain episode. <laughs> Um, but one of the pre-chapter panels, or maybe that just has something to say about how we feel about it, or it was fate. Anyway, <laughs> so Enaru, one of the pre-chapter, uh, one of the pre-chapter pages shows Enaru with like the moon, uh, robot people, right, looking at hieroglyphics on the wall, and it was theorized for a long time that those could pen- those potentially could have been ancient weapons right i'll admit i didn't think too much about this because i thought this was just information that would become obvious down the line mm-hmm. but i but obviously this was more closer to the chest to oda than i anticipated because all the fans had to remind us yeah yeah by the way this exists and the panel shows and we're looking at this hieroglyphics on the wall like straight up hieroglyphics right Egyptian oh hieroglyphics. yeah i saw this someone posted that on reddit as well yeah and you can see it looks like it re- it's supposed to represent the three ancient weapons. You yeah, there's even see... some comparable panels that are very similar just in kind of structure to those yeah. hieroglyphs. Mm-hmm. So the, on the bottom left corner, I think, it was a bunch of Neptunians, right? A bunch of giant sea creatures, right? You can right. think, oh, that's Poseidon. You see on the right, there's a bunch of soldiers, right, on the ground, on land. And it's like, oh, that must be Pluton in some way, right? And then you see a sun for the sky, right? Because Uranus is like the sky, the the sky god, goddess of the sky, and you can't see the whole sun, 
but someone pointed out that of the ones you can't see, you can see eight little dots, and it's half the circle exactly. You can com- yeah. you can fully complete that. That's sixteen. So people are now going like full on like Jim Carrey numbers twenty three on this panel on this attack because it's like sixteen is the number sixteen sixteen it is. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's all connected. <laughs> so that means there's a possibility that maybe even also, though if you remove the zeros from the chapter, what what number is left? Dear God, <laughs> <laughs> that's what people are doing right now. So I didn't I didn't make that connection, <laughs> but yeah. Um. But there's a little problem with this theory, but I will say it because it is worth mentioning, is there's a possibility that the Great Emu, not even the world government, just the Great Emu himself or itself, has Uranus, has the ancient weapon, right? Or maybe he is the ancient weapon, right? There's a possibility, right? If it goes in line with just the 16 bullets, right? I don't quite believe in that we'd be remiss to say there is a school slash theory that thinks Vivi. Is Uranus? Possibly. And as she is currently missing, I say we can't rule that out. We can't rule out that she was being used to power that weapon. If in it some is indeed way. The weapon. It's a possibility. Like if she was a battery in some way, right? To be used as a weapon. And that could be something, right? Um, however, so yeah, that could be the best way. Because I was going to say before you brought that up, I was going to say I didn't quite believe in that theory because... Otherwise, the whole eagerness and desperation of Water 7 slash Eni's Lobby to get Robin no matter what to help them get Pluton, to help them get, like, it was implied, their first of the three ancient weapons, right? So that's why I was, like, kind of wondering, like, so was the Great Emu just doing nothing the whole time and he had Uranus the whole time? Or, but now, like you brought that up, maybe something happened that gave him that power, gave him that potential. So if that theory is true, where Vivi somehow is uranus then that could have happened i'm yeah. not completely sold on it but what is confirmed is lelucia got fucking alderaan off the fucking one piece world holy shit yeah. we now have star wars death star <laughs> yes so poor one out for lelucia poor one, goodbye one yeah. piece russia you'll poor, be missed poor one out for uh milkmaid a uh, little girl yeah pull one out for moda there you go yeah because until we actually see her, she's dead with the entirety rest of that of that country, including um, Sabo. R.I.P. Sabo. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> Rip Sabo, man! I can't believe he's totally dead. Wink, wink. Um, honestly, it's truly insane at this point that we're so unwilling to believe in that any death that I've seen almost an equal amount of theories explaining why everyone on the island is alive. <laughs> Wait, everyone <laughs> That I have alive? explaining, like, why they're actually, you know, why it's actually dead and why Sabo's actually dead. Oh, like the 16 beams are actually just Star Trek teleportation or just, beams? You know what I mean? Just like the Sabo, <laughs> like, already evacuated the whole island and crap like that. Like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, like, that's why? a definite like, hell no. I don't understand why he would have done that. He didn't yeah. know this weapon existed. Yeah, he wouldn't know. And plus, also, we literally got one-to-one panels of the people at the islands looking up, going, what the hell is that? Right? Including the guards holding the king and queen hostage in the prison cell, right? Yeah, I guess so. What could be interesting, and what I think is most likely, is that he's using some kind of transponder snail that's unknown that's... Uh, that's on the ship. Uh, yeah, let's say it's like a... What is it? A rerouter? It's like a VPN? Or, but like it's, that, yeah. it's making him look like he's somewhere. Yeah, right. The VPN. Yeah, it's yeah. making him look like he's there. So I think he's he was... going to feel pretty bad when he finds out about this. Yeah, 
So he was definitely close enough to see the blast. I don't think he was obviously on the island. I think, again, he was on a ship. Cause... I don't either. Yeah. And if he is, he's definitely still alive anyways. Somehow. <laughs> so he's going to feel very bad about this. <laughs> yeah. So the only one with a kill count is Akainu. He or he's going to be really, really pissed about this. Which I think yeah. is actually more likely. To get that, to get that fiery behavior going on. That thing yes. I brought up where it's like, there might be that monster part of him still there. But again, we don't really know the whole picture of the Revolutionary Army still. That's still a mystery. Oh, another thing that Sabo did confirm is there was a little worry that they might have a whataboutism kind of like backstory of like, oh, uh, Dragon thinks that Sabo killed Cobra. And then uh, 1060, Sabo told him, no, I did not kill Cobra. Which most of us didn't think he did, but we got confirmation, right? At least from Sabo's perspective, he could be lying, but I don't think he is. Um, I don't either. Yeah. Uh, so No mention of Vivi, though, which... We're, I mean, we're led to believe she's not with Sabo now. At least I not. hope she's not. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> now I hope she's not. Yeah. So a part. Yeah. A lot of us thought that Vivi was with Sabo in some way. Um, um, unless he's safe, <laughs> which I kind of think he is. So I actually take it back. Maybe it would be okay if she's with him. Yeah. In fact, the Straw Hats also are concerned where Vivi is at now because we finally got some chapters with the yeah. with the straw hats on the thousand sunny just with all the the crazy stuff happening i don't want to forget that how much we love those in between arc moments when we get to see all the oh, straw hats just chilling and this one was great oh absolutely it's basically this is basically 1058 and 1060 1060 gets the meat of it but 1058 we get bounty updates this is like the biggest thing that the fandom absolutely loves i'm kind of like I'm curious, but I'm not like this. Like I must yeah. have this. But I'm always curious. I, I um, like seeing everyone else's, like the the other oh, characters from from their homes reaction to their bounties more than oh, I we like didn't seeing get them that react to their bounties. Yeah, we, yeah. I assume yeah, that's coming probably next chapter. Yeah, hopefully. But so before we get the bounties, though, I have to mention the little fucking little joke that Jimbei has where. <laughs> fucking nami does the nami thing to luffy work is no luffy's like you know we're gonna sail away on wano off the waterfall because kid fucking persuaded me and then she puts him in a cage he's bruised <laughs> beaten up and then jimmy's like oh you just gotta relax a little bit and then nami's like get away i'm dealing with the captain right now and then jimmy's like what is this supreme conqueror's hockey <laughs> And I just like, oh, Jimbe, <laughs> he's the new guy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's uh, a, it's a pretty good gag that all the, or seeing Jinbe react to the old gags. Yeah, you know, exactly. like when Luffy and Zoro are getting lost, and he's like, "Oh, it's fine." And Zoro went ahead and said he was going to handle it, and they're just like, "Oh, it's going to get you, lost." Did you see that some websites have like actual articles going? Does Nami actually have Supreme Conqueror's hockey? Oh, of course, there are people saying because that. of that little scene. Of course, there are. Yeah, uh, clickbait articles. Click here. Nami has hockey. Click here. It's like yeah, the whatever. third straw hat with a conqueror's hockey. Revealed. Oh my god! It's like, bro. <laughs> Y'all no, are really it, pushing, like, you really need those clicks, don't you? Yeah, it's a funny gag. That's it. However, so, update bounty. Um, I think I just... Let, let's, not even, let's not get bogged down in the numbers. You guys yeah. know. I think you know what they are. <laughs> yeah. So, I do want to mention... Very big bounty increases for everyone except for Chopper. <laughs> yeah, Chopper's <laughs> you know? at four digits, though. Chopper's at four digits. I mean, percentage-wise, yeah, great for Chopper. Four! <laughs> um, oh, we have to mention, though... One of the funnier gags, because I know I've mentioned the Jinbei gag, Zoro's new gag is fucking hilarious because Sanji <laughs> has a lower bounty yeah. than Jinbei, and Zoro is now calling him four anytime mm -hmm. he can now. And I 
fucking love it because Sanji has such. A he gets ego. so upset about it. <laughs> yeah, and then this also was part of the reason why as well. I didn't buy into the whole uh, like the left hand, right hand of Luffy, and it has to be it has to be that way because obviously it is like that. But because of that metaphor, people were using that as like why Yamato wouldn't join. But I'm thinking like, no, you have Jinbei. Jinbei is a former warlord of the sea. You're gonna have more than two strong houses on your team. And literally, this chapter, Jinbei has a higher bounty than Sanji, much to Sanji's dismay. And <laughs> I'm just going like, dude, I don't, I don't care if Sanji passes Jinbei. If it's just for this gag for Zoro to pick on Sanji for this arc, oh my god, it's so worth it. He's just gonna come fourth for the rest of time now. Yeah, Zoro is really making Sanji regret not rumming it in more when he was above Zoro. I feel absolutely, absolutely. And then Zoro's just getting that. Now that fucking- ship has sailed. Yep, just rubbing his hands, going, I'll get the fucking payback. Um, oh, also, Frankie's wanted poster is the ship. It's not him. That's kind of sad. <laughs> Disrespecting Frankie, how fucking dare you? <laughs> Watch this end up being, like, another setup. Like, you know how Sanji was wanted alive only? Watch this suddenly be like, oh, this is the reason why. Because Frankie is actually super important in some way, right? Even more so. Watch that be a setup. Mm. I, it's, even though it's just a gag. Um... Then again, Sanji had a gag too. Actually, his first picture that ended up being just a gag. But you know what I mean. You know. What I mean. Um. So that's the small thing. That was like ten fifty eight, right? There's the updated bounties. Luffy still Nami's bitch, and the world goes on, right? Um. Ten sixty is the meat, right? Like the one chapter we get of the Straw Hats recollecting before their next adventure, because the the end of the chapter is, hey, guess what? We're at our new place, or we're close to our new place. So this, the 1060 starts off with them catching up with the world news, right? They learn, oh, fuck, Sabo is the Flame Emperor. They're saying that Sabo killed Cobra. No one believes it right away, especially Luffy and Robin. They both go, no, there's no fucking way Sabo would kill Cobra. Also, that Vivi right. is fucking missing. And thank God, half the Straw Hats immediately go, let's go to Arabasta. Let's go to Mary Joa. Let's get her, right? We need to rescue her right fucking now. But... And I love that reaction, right? I love that passion. But Zoro, being the big brother, mellowhead here, reminds them, hey, Luffy, remember what you said about Ace, right? Trust in our friends. They're fine. They're strong. Let's trust in To be totally honest, I didn't agree with what he was saying. You didn't agree with him? I did not. Not even a little bit, actually. It's a terrible metaphor. Well, it's a terrible comparison. Uh-huh. And it's not a metaphor, it's a simile, but it's a terrible simile because not only did Ace die uh-huh, <laughs> when exactly. they did not go to help him, but Ace is, Vivi is not fucking Ace, okay? Yeah. Vivi also, is just not Ace. That is not the same. Yeah, also when Luffy made that comment, did, do we know if Ace was captured for sure or no at that point? Well, I we know he, his, was. he was very hurt is all we knew because the, the card the, is the card. Right, 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 right. That's true. So in this case, we this know is, that, that she's that missing. Is, yeah, it makes it a little bit better because we don't know she's in danger all the way. But it was a bad, yeah. like, an analogy. Um, I, but Zoro would say that, right? But I don't agree with him either. I would say my reasoning would be, we don't know where he's at, right? We, if we go to Mary Joa, she's right. probably not there. We go to Arabasta, yeah, like, she's probably not no there. There's no reason going to Arabasta. <laughs> she's not there. That's not where yeah. she went missing. There's so no the, clues there. Yeah, so my perspective would just be, we don't know where to look. So let's just yeah, that's that's what the argument should have been. Like, yeah, I'd love to go help her too, but we don't know where she is. Yeah, but instead, Zora's reasoning, which is half faith in her, she's strong enough. But you know what I saw, which was you're talking about similes and comparisons. I'm just going, is this a fucking setup for Marine Four 2.0 with the Straw Hats rescuing Vivi instead of Ace? 
That could be a possibility. I was thinking Sabo yeah. in the past. And now I'm thinking Vivi. It might if be a little redundant if it was Sabo. So I think Vivi might be a better stand-in. Exactly, yeah. But um, also, as far as we know, we, um, we know there's something going on with M and Vivi, but they don't have a reason to, like, execute Vivi. She's yeah, not a criminal. Especially if you're right and she actually is, like, a battery for the weapon. They want to keep her alive. So, but she's obviously in a bad place, obviously, because use against her would have killed people. And so. I mean, that could take us into to Dark One Piece, where the next time we see Vivi is 50 chapters from now, and she's just in a cage. And she has an eye patch and a prosthetic arm. She's punished Vivi. I still, I'm still thinking that, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Where, not to mention, completely distraught and emotional, because her dad fucking died. And yeah. she's not an Arabasta where her people need her, because she's supposed to be the next leader of the place. And they're probably going like, what the hell is going on? And that's not a reminder. We don't know what happened with Arabasta still. Are they gonna? Are they being occupied by the navy? Are they being occupied by like yeah. a puppet ruler? We don't know. So that's another concern too. And more and most importantly, I'm gonna say it: we don't know what, what where Karu is. That's the most important thing. We don't know. I assume Part- he's with Vivi. At least I hope they're together. He can he can protect her. I'd feel much better if he was with her. <laughs> I'm just you saying. Know? When you brought up a dark One Piece, I'm imagining a fucked up variation where she's in the cage and they feed her roasted duck. I'm just saying. Uh, they'll never say. go. It'll never get that <laughs> Don't you put that on me, it's Ricky. It's not Bobby. happening. <laughs> Don't you put that on me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's definitely the huge concern. Uh, unfortunately for me, because I don't like this character too much, Caribou is once again stowed away on the ship. Frankie yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, because I thought... But they brought him. Yeah, I well, he, they, don't, they didn't bring him intentionally, but what I'm wondering is right, why didn't he true. just sail away? Because I thought he was going to say he wants to inform his agent, his informant but instead he's throwing away with the straw hats again so that part's a little confusing but either way i guess he's here again slime ball um no extra ships they you know they burnt all the extra ones they had <laughs> made yeah, so. yeah that is true wano is not really known for sailing away they're very isolationist uh we get a reminder that no one knows where the last poneglyph is so that's a huge mystery so odds are we might find out Info Seems like the next that's island. the next arc, yeah. We're yeah. Find something or or at least info on the Poneglyph, right? Because I think they were saying that it was supposed to be at Fishman Island, but no one knows where it's at now, because it was moved somehow. So, who knows? It could be connected to the prophecy about like where the Fishmen were supposed to go, like the true all blue, or like their, you know, their promised land. It right. could be that actual location, who knows? Um, What was I going to say? Shoot. Oh! There's a little fucking teaser that I hate Oda for, but I know why he did it. But I fucking hate it because I got blue balled. That Caesar is teaming up with Jerma in the cover story. I know. I'm very interested uh, as well. Not that. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Sorry, I had to mention it. Continue. Yeah. Gritted teeth are here. But no, Um, I'm thinking of when Robin still had the newspaper and she goes, there's other oh, names that we know. Yeah. Do you want me to read them all to you? Like all these other events that I we feel don't like one of them was sure probably about. about Bonnie. It's like, oh, hey, what a coincidence. Possibly, yeah. And then Luffy says, nah, I'll trust you. To, you uh, honestly, I, I legitimately was like, fuck you, Luffy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was mad. I was like, I was, I was saying, fuck you, Robin. Tell me. <laughs> you have a newspaper. Tell me. <laughs> You're the scholar. It's Luffy's going to forget anyway. Okay, just say it for the rest of the crew. God damn it. Yeah, you don't think anyone else maybe wants to hear it? <laughs> yeah. But that was clearly an example of Oda, like, straight up trolling the audience of, like, oh, there's more shit. Yeah. Ah. Like, maybe Usopp in the back, like, damn, I want to hear. Like, Yeah. But I also understand another reason why he didn't want to. It could have potentially 
overshadowed the fucking ball being dropped. I'm not the ball being dropped. Wrong expression. The huge fucking reveal. The 16 holy bullets being dropped. <laughs> 16 bullets. Um, the fact that Luffy never said his dream to the crew. And we as the audience still don't know the chapter, Luffy's Dream, 1060. But we, we did again, get the biggest hint ever in this chapter. A little bit of a hint, yeah. We get another zoom out, right? Because again, we as the audience cannot know. But you get all the reactions of all the Straw Hats, right? This is like our first minor clue of each of the little reactions, right? Depending on how they act. Because all the Straw Hats have their own huge ambitious dreams, right? Everyone does. But the fact that Luffy's dream is so out there that even Usopp's going, are you serious? Nami and Robin going, huh? Chopper going, huh? But those like Frankie are like, dude, that's fucking perfect, bro. Chopper was hyped. <laughs> Chopper was really excited about it. Oh, Chopper was excited later on. But the initial reaction was like, huh? But when Luffy like explained a little bit later on like of who he told, that's when Chopper was like, oh my god, that's an awesome dream. But the initial reaction... Amazing was crazy so brooke was laughing obviously even zoro and sanji going huh sanji going like oh chopper you gotta check his head he's kind of nuts up there so it truly is a crazy ridiculous dream right because that's from their reaction and we also know that yeah because even luffy's like really i never told you guys and i'm just going yeah luffy you don't talk like we like you about that <laughs> as a character but you don't talk because <laughs> you're stubborn and you know when to act but when it comes to normal talking about yourself, you don't really do it too often. Never yeah, he, when... he, he's like a conversationalist. He's not a deep, you know, about myself talker. Yeah, when the crew found out you were related to Dragon, it was because Garp told them, not you. <laughs> when people found out that you were, you had a brother, it was because he climbed onto your ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's so Luffy going, really? I never told you guys? It's like, no shit, dude. <laughs> but, again, like, just the scene was just so perfect. I get giddy just thinking about the scene. Um, and then he reminds us, like, okay, so who did I tell? I only told you guys, Shanks, Ace, and Sabo, and I think that's it. We know, I think it's also pretty telling that he said Shanks cried when he heard it. Yeah, and we don't know, right? We don't know if it's a happy cry or a laughing cry. I, I think it's a happy cry, probably because it's the same thing that Roger said. Yeah. And maybe that, even both, yeah, he right? recognized it. Yeah, like a, like, a, like a good laughing, then happy cry, right? Because Yamato did a happy cry, right? Because Yamato knows too, but that was from yeah. Oda's journal. Caribou knows too, because he's in the fucking barrel. And Oda keeps reminding us, because you see those panels where you just see them talking to each other. You see that fucking barrel tipped over. That's the reminder. By the way, Caribou's listening. Caribou's listening. Caribou's listening. <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it. So Caribou now has the knowledge of Luffy's ultimate dream, which I now I guess want to ask you. Do you have an idea or have a theory of what his dream could be? I I mean, I have probably about as much of an idea as anyone, so not really. I have one, but it's fucking stupid. But it kind of fits <laughs> in with the ridiculous nature. Um, so feel free to laugh at me at Jacob Murda on Twitter, J-A-C-U-B-M-E-R-D-A. Um, I think his ultimate dream is to fucking like go to the moon. Some stupid shit like that. I've heard that. I've heard that You've one. You've heard that? Okay, okay. So I'm not alone on that. Because... It has to be the same as Roger. They both have the same sense of adventure, right? They want to fucking explore, go crazy and do shit, right? Their focus is not to plunder. Their focus is not to fight. Although they like doing it on the side. Their focus is just, I want to go places. I want to, you know, look at new places, meet new people, 
find new adventures, right? And what better way than to just be the first, to fo- or at least what he thinks, the first to go to the moon or right. even beyond, right? So I know it's stupid shit, but I'm thinking, but it has to be a, a it has to be a ridiculous dumb dream, right? Because it has to have all See, the straw hats going. I don't think that's the serious? kind of thing that would like make Yamato or someone that heard it for the first time without really knowing him like cry. No, Yamato did. Or because... for someone randomly to hear it and say, that's an amazing dream. You but, know, the only like, one, but the only one that did that was Yamato, because Yamato made the connection that, oh, shit, that's the same dream as Roger, right? And if you said it was true about Shanks doing a happy cry, then maybe that's what he thought, too, right? Oh, he's like, oh, it's the same, same as Roger, right? Oh, how great. I don't think they were happy, because it was like, oh, it's possible, but because it's just like, um, like, well, if you're a pirate king, I guess that's, what else are you going to do, right? You're just not, not going to sit on your ass and be happy. Like, no, you're going you're gonna to go even further beyond plus ultra. And that's why I thought that that's like the only theory I have where it's like, yeah, it's, it's definitely not impossible. Yeah. We, well, yeah, we, now we know because of interview. I just, I just, yeah. And I just don't know if it's quite like hitting the nose thematically of one piece, which I feel Luffy's dream should do or will yeah. do. Yeah. But the way that they're talking about that dream is that you need to be the pirate King in order to accomplish this dream. So that kind of added on now to the extra layer. Cause I thought the dream was just to be the King of pirates. And maybe the dream has to be closely connected to that. And it obviously is. But the way that it's being presented makes it seem like being Pirate King gives you an inkling of a chance to achieve this ultimate dream. So that's why I thought exploration, right? Just onto the onto the moon and beyond, right? Fucking Frank Sinatra singing in the background, too. But um, I don't know. That's just... A theory I had. Um, it could be something as simple as I just want everyone to just live their own lives kind of thing and top of the world government. But that sounds more in line with the Revolutionary Army and not really Luffy. So that's why I didn't think that either. Um, it was a thought, but it's not what I think for sure. But yeah, either way, um, we don't know his dream for sure. But my theory is just it sounds crazy. Like, fly me to the moon. That's what I got. <laughs> It's very possible, but we will have to wait and see. We're both going to have to raffo, as will our listeners. Raffo, indeed. Luckily, there's no break next week, so I think 1061, 1062 will come back to back. and then Yeah, I'm thinking break. we'll probably get like another chapter or two of around the world stuff, and then probably a hook leading into you know a new Yeah, arc. especially after the end of this chapter, which makes it imply that, hey, we're going to get some shit going on right away. Because with like the last four pages or three pages of 1060, we get us up to, hey, next area is winter themed. I love winter theme. I know Punk has winter theme, but so is Drum Island. Okay. Um, that could also be Elbaf, right? When you think of giants, I yeah. think of Vikings. When you think right? of like Vikings, you think of Snowy mm-hmm. and the Nor- yeah. Norway, uh, Sweden, Scandinavia, you know? So that's what I'm possibly thinking. So that's in line with that. Um, also, right away... Luffy and Chopper are separated from the crew because there's a strong gust of wind and Chopper walks out with his cute Amigasa hat or Amigaro. I forgot what it's called. It's, it, Amigasa. It, Amigasa. Thank you. Uh, the hat he got from Wano and he flies away immediately. Luffy <laughs> tries to save him immediately, but then he gets blown away because the wind's so strong. Um, and when they see a figure in the water, uh, Zoro cuts the water in half. because It's like basically like a floating whirlpool. Essentially, they call it a warm eddy. But upside down, very crazy. Um, he cuts the water through, and we see fucking Jewelry Bonnie. Jewelry fucking Bonnie. 
we haven't seen her since the reverie and now i'm going oh shit there's our connection to the reverie all of a sudden yep. on the thousand sunny also she looks like a child because i think that's like the downside to her devil fruit maybe because she was in salt well, water that's just one know? of her abilities it's not a well, downside she, but she's in salt water uh, that doesn't time. actually do anything <laughs> as well, far I, as like well, I thought the water turns off your power no right? no it actually doesn't Really? And well, in rare occurrences, it's kind of actually inconsistent. And so it did work. The one time it like notably worked was for Chopper and Monster Point. But then uh, there's other times where it just straight up doesn't. Like Chopper doesn't revert into his reindeer form when he falls into the water normally. You know, true. his real form. Yeah, it's, okay. it's so it is weirdly inconsistent. But that's just one of her abilities. If it reverted her back to normal, presumably she would be older. I, I'm well, pretty yeah, sure she's not a kid. Scary, yeah. I think I would say we don't know how old she is, but I'd say she is at least the age she appears to be. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say, another possibility is that, like Chopper, or Luffy even, the two that flew away, if you exhaust yourself with your power, it's kind of like a running gag in One Piece that you turn tiny. So that could yeah. be a possibility that maybe she just got out of a fight. Yeah, maybe she, she used just an escaped. awakening ability or something recently. Yeah, so she's exhausted and tired, so she's a child now. Um, so that also means, because Wano was like a huge centerpiece for all the super rookies to come and meet, except for Bonnie and Rouge, right? We haven't seen... Yeah. Is that how you say his name? A rogue, a rouge, a rogue. I think a rogue. Um, we haven't. We saw Bonnie at the Reverie, but we haven't seen a rogue at all. It, but we saw him. We heard him mentioned at Whole Cake Island, right? He was there at some point. He beat one of the sweet generals, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen him. So, and Wano was again a haven for all the super rookies except for those two. So I wonder if we're gonna see those two in the next arc. Was or it truly the all of arcs. them? Well, Gang Beige wasn't there, and Rouge wasn't there. Everyone else was there, and Joey and- Bonnie. At uh, Wano, right? Well, Gang Beige. Beige wasn't there either. Right, because he was at Whole Cake Island. Um, yeah. The one arc before, but yeah. So well, and, and if you count Blackbeard, which I personally don't, I mean, he also wasn't there, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I forget, yeah, he is also a super rookie. He's too, technically, he's that, yeah, a lot of people count him. I, I don't I don't count him. Yeah, it's one of those... It's a, it's a technicality, right? Because I imagine all the people who are at Shibodi during he's that not a He's not a rookie. That's what it is. Yeah, he's, he's not. He might be a new captain, but he's not a rookie at that point. In yeah, my he eyes. fucking served under a Whitebeard's crew, for fuck's sake. <laughs> for so a long he, time. Yeah, for a long fucking time. As this very passive, normal-looking crew member. Not suspicious whatsoever. Until recently. <laughs> I would oh, say, like, God. if anything, I would be more likely to include him as a member of the worst generation, rather than the supernovas. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, like, I count those as the rookies, yeah. Mm, that's where I'm basically at, too. Um, but yeah, Bonnie's connection to the Reverie, she could straight up, maybe she also knows about, uh, I don't think she knows about the Great Emu, but she could, she knows about Kuma, right? Uh, she could know about Sabo, she can, she could tell the Straw Hats, um, that Sabo didn't, did not, in fact, kill Cobra. We don't know how much she saw, right? We just know she was at Marijoa during the Reverie, but she was outside, she wasn't in the council room, so we don't know how much she yeah, saw. Yeah, we think she was there for Kuma, she mentioned him. Yeah, she was the one. She was she was tearing up for Kuma because he was captured. So she could have had a hand in helping the revolutionaries save him. That could be a possibility. Um, so that's why I also think that she could have a connection to the revolutionaries, which could lead the Straw Hats to the revolutionaries for a future arc, or even the next arc. Who knows? But um, yeah, all these potentials, and yeah, we got Bonnie on the ship. She could be the next Law, for all we know. She could literally be on the ship for the next four hundred <laughs> chapters. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that we'll was like see. one of the. Car- but that, the only downside is that that means her and Luffy are probably going to hate each other because they're going to eat each other's food all oh, the time. Oh yeah, it's only a conflict <laughs> of interest. 
I mean, Sanji wouldn't mind. She's going to be feeding her all the time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's going to go full sip mode and go, this whole fridge, just for you, my lady. <laughs> and she's going to be eating it with like an angry face going, more pizza! And he goes, by the way, ma'am. I'm really interested to see how this, that Bonnie thread plays out. That's a really good, that's a good arc hook. Oh, absolutely. So hopefully what you said, next arc will have like the last of the wrap-ups of like world reactions, maybe more world news. Yeah, and maybe a little setups. bit of, of explanation as to what's going on with Bonnie. Yeah, and maybe then 1061 the being with Bonnie, and then 1062, we're fully into the next arc. That's what I'm hoping for. Or maybe even if Oda wants to take even longer, right, maybe uh, two more chapters. But at I, this I forget point, where we're at in the volume uh, cycle, but if I knew that, I could better estimate. Yeah. Because usually you said like five chapters, I think, right? Five chapters. Because we we were complained about like, oh, you had five chapters until the end of this volume kind of thing. Right. I can't remember how long five that was. This is the problem. Yeah. I think true. we have one or two left in the volume is what I'm saying. So I think we're going to finish up this wrap up with one or two. Probably get mm. like a little bit more about what's going on with Bonnie to, like, to close out the volume and then full in like three or four chapters. However many. It, it will be disappointing if she's just there for like one or two chapters and then just pisses off. Because I'm like, no, you're here now. You're, you're like Law well, 2.0. I, I guess I would be okay with that because she would at least have to s- tell us something interesting. Otherwise, she wouldn't be here at all. The fact that the the fact that Oda told us that she has a connection, a personal connection with Kuma, tells me that might be her backstory in some way. We see actually mm-hmm. how good of a guy Kuma could have been before. I'm currently before. leaning into mom, but just uh, a gut feeling. Big mom? No, that she is Kuma's mom. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because you're saying that she's older than um, she's probably than older she, than she looks. Disguises, yeah. It just it that would go the that would go against the supernova thing, but then again, supernova doesn't mean you're that well, exactly no. that generation. It just means it's not a, about age. It means she was a rookie because Capone yeah, Beige is an adult yeah. as well. He's like forty, but he's a rookie. Yeah, a, yeah Blackbeard was not a rookie. But then by that logic, then Blackbeard is a supernova. No, he wasn't a rookie. He'd already been a pirate. It doesn't matter how old Bonnie was; she was a rookie. Right. Okay. That's technology. what I'm saying. Yeah, right it's, okay. it's not about how old you are. It's about when you became a pirate. True, and so Bonnie would then would have just been yeah she could have just she could be older but she could have just been recently a pirate for the first time okay, okay. exactly because Blackbeard we know for a fact is not a new pirate got it got it sorry technicality sorry but um yeah oh also Bonnie's bounty really low three hundred twenty million still pretty but, low <laughs> but it makes sense right because she's been she was captured by Blackbeard at the end of the before the time skip right she was black, captured by Blackbeard well I mean it's not like a low bounty. It is sorry. now, like in her it's, current yeah, company. It's, it's pretty yeah, sorry. low. It's, yeah, sorry. It's low now because it's lower than Nami, right? It's lower because Nami's at 366 million and Bonnie's lower than that. So, but that yeah, makes sense to me because Bonnie's been on the run. Like, I think she straight up lost her crew a long time ago because she was captured by Blackbeard when he straight up, like, destroyed that island and she got her prisoner. Um, then the last time we saw her, she was at the Reverie trying to rescue Kuma. Yeah, I don't think the New now, World's been kind to Bonnie. <laughs> no, it has not. But that's why I'm saying there's some pretty damn good potential for like some good tragic backstory going on where yeah, yeah maybe you're right maybe she is in fact kuma's mother who knows she has the lipstick right to back it up like um someone pointed out that older characters in shonen or at least in one piece they always have like the the, the, the small lipstick right like big mom where it's like very yeah. percy and bonnie has that same lipstick even though she doesn't look old but it's like well right probably, maybe she is old <laughs> yeah, and i think that's your hint what was we all expected her to be related to big mom and now that that ship has apparently sailed and now oh, it's like, maybe Kuma. If, she, if that came out now, it would be a little weird, I think. If yeah. she was still one of the big mom kids, and that's like the, the big mystery. 
Right. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd appreciate that anymore. It has to be. There's a new thing with Bonnie, basically. The new secret, new reveal. The reason she's the basically the final supernova, besides you know, Rose, Ooh, that we're gonna, one of that we're going to get to interact with. There's got to be something big there. It's got to be something. Either way, it has to be a deep connection to, again, to Kuma in some way. Because I feel like, because, oh, another thing that we glossed over is Revolutionary Army does, in fact, have Kuma with them, and he looks peeled. He looks good now, although he acts like That's a robot, right. right? And I, there was another theory, or I guess this kind of supports the theory that Dragon is a Celestial Dragon, because Ooh. Kuma was still following his orders or answering right. his questions, which, if it's programmed, you know, maybe with, like, yeah. some kind of, like, yeah, you know. Oh, but that would mean Luffy's a Celestial Dragon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really that's we're, gross. We're, we're the sins of the father. We're really going oh, there again. No. <laughs> oh, it's fucking Naruto all over you're, again. You're gonna you're gonna be an oh. ace right now. <laughs> you're gonna be an ace. That's uh, fourth Hokage all over again. <laughs> God, dude. Oh, I hope that's not true. But it's like a bad thing. I don't. I don't agree. I don't oh, think yeah, being. I know, yeah, yeah, like, I know. You're saying you're you're bringing up the theory. Yeah, I know. But yeah, you think just, being a celestial dragon is like the same as having a fourth Hokage as your father? That's not the same. That's no, like one of those. Narratively speaking, narratively speaking, because the idea is that oh, Luffy made a name for himself, and then now you have like all these other things of like oh, maybe the secret to him having this extra power of Joy Boy is that oh, because he had the royal blood in him, and Doflamingo showed off that oh, you're really strong because you're royalty. It's like no, nah, I don't want to believe that shit. Again, it's that it's the it's the trope of like the bloodline being the source of your power, like Jet Star Wars. That's not how I would interpret it. Super guilty of this. Yeah, the way that I think that if that happened and Dragon was a celestial dragon, it would be more about like it's not about who your father is, about what you do. Would be where we're going, aka like the problem that Ace had and what he couldn't like kind of get over. Remember that? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, because Oda could definitely handle that trope better. I'm just saying I just don't like that trope. Period. Not for the main character. I'm kind of over it, unfortunately, on a personal level. Um, but yeah, it could be true. Oda I, can... I'm just fundamentally, I don't think it's that trope, is what I'm saying. I don't think it's like yeah. having a super parent. I think it's yeah, you know, I think it's yeah, having a saying... shitty past rather. Yeah, like you're a, saying a connection you yeah, don't you, want. Sorry, sorry, you're saying that yeah, you're you don't believe it, but you're not a, completely against the idea if it were to be true, right? If what were to be true? If that theory, if oh yeah, dragon, yeah, yeah, what if it? <sighs> If Dragon was a Celestial Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of right there. Uh, it's I possible. Like it. I don't know. It's just... Well, I, there are real dragons in the world, but like, what is... When you think of a dragon in relation to One Piece, like, I think Celestial Dragons are a little more common. Yeah. So like, why choose that as your symbol when that is their symbol? Hmm. So he's like he's discarded the fact that he that they are celestial and it's the only right that yeah, it's possible it's maybe, pretty likely maybe it was a name he gave himself as like oh I am the one dragon to oppose you kind of like a, That's a there's also yeah like it's like you're not celestial you're just another person that could yeah be I'm a, not a celestial dragon I'm just a dragon which maybe he's a bastard celestial dragon I don't know there's all these possibilities but um, what a what a saga it's gonna be this final saga is gonna. Be crazy. It's already kicking off crazy. And I'm very yeah. excited for it. Yeah. I mean, we could be overthinking it, and it could just be that, oh, they fixed and reprogrammed Kuma. <laughs> right? right. It could just be as simple as that, and that's why he's responding to them. But, yeah. Um, anything's possible. Saga is wide open. Bonnie's gonna be with the crew. Luffy and Chopper are separated. It could be Chopper-focused, for all we know, because Chopper's with the captain. It could be. We could get an arc with Chopper. <laughs> Who knows? Finally. But... 
we'll have to read on until next time. Um, if you want to talk about, to us about how excited you are for the upcoming saga, where can they find us, Jacob? They can find me at Jacob Miranda on Twitter. They can find you at Jitsu. Uh, they can find us on our Discord, which will be a link in the description down below. They could also leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, give us feedback, what's going on. And they make us feel all warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. They can also contribute to our Patreon um, to help us out, uh, you know, pay for the meals as we die in our steaming hot rooms as we record for you guys. So as, less, as little background noise as possible. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm drinking lots of cold water right now. Don't worry. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys very much for contribution and uh, con- uh, contributions and participation as well in the Discord chats. Um, that reminds me, I have not updated the manga spoiler thread because the chapter came out officially today. I need to do that after recording. But little things like that. Little things like that. We'll get it done. Get her done. And our next episode will be coming out probably about a week from this episode. God willing. Sometimes we have stuff come up, but we try and get them out for you on a consistent schedule, and we hope you guys always enjoyed listening to them. Mm, they, they're out of our control, but we, like for today, for example, we recorded on a weekday because we're just like, no, we need to get this episode out. <laughs> ten sixty, ten fifty nine alone were heavy stuff. We can't too hype to ignore. Yeah, we can't. We can't put it off. We can't put it off. So we do what we can. But thank you guys so much for your patience. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>